0: Hello and welcome to Sad Times, the podcast by sad people for sad people. I'm your host, Alyssa, and let's address the elephant in the room. Last episode was like six, seven weeks ago, whatever. I don't want to do the math and make myself even more mad at myself, but I think I did like a little tangent about how I was going to like be more consistent. And then I went on to like, take a break longer than I actually have been doing the show. I, I think maybe, well, I don't know. I took some gaps before, but obviously this was the longest gap. Um, like I said, like six or seven weeks and there really isn't an excuse. Like, you know, if I wanted to do it, I could have made it work. Um, however, a week after that episode, I wound up testing positive for COVID and, then I was so then I was obviously out of work and school for like two weeks so then like when coming back to school I was a little like stressed um and like catching up and stuff like that this week I had midterms was also a little stressed once again not really making excuses I could have made the time um I'm, I take full a full accountability for this but you know it was a little difficult I'm totally fine obviously very fortunate enough to have just gotten over it naturally thank god no one else in my house got it and everything's fine and I also got in between my two vaccine shots because like of course I did you know what I mean like I don't know if we ever addressed like my bad luck on this show I don't think we have I don't think that has come up because I don't really rant about my life on here because that would just be too fucking much but shit, like of course that happened to me because like Anything, whatever. I'm not even fucking gonna get into it. But anyway, so now I got my second shot. That also, last week I got my second shot and I was fucking dead for a day because of that. But, um, I'm here now. I'm here now. Um, whatever. I don't even, is that good or is that bad? I don't know. Anyways, I've had a couple of different show ideas for like the next episode. Obviously, like since like the last episode came out, but. Um, I think it was smart to just use this as kind of like a catch up because so much music has come out, so many announcements have been made, and I kind of just want to take the time to just talk about everything. So the last episode is was me diving into Little Oblivions. and I did wait a little while after it came out. I think I oh, it was like almost a month after it came out, roughly, um, because I wanted time to like listen to it and like digest it and stuff like that. And now thinking back, I'm like that feels like so long ago. Because it was, but anyway, like I said, there's just a lot, a lot to, a lot to get to, and a lot to discuss. So, let's start with like the latest. I'm recording this on Friday, and this is a release day for Crumb's new album, Ice Melt. Very exciting. Last time we spoke, uh, they just released Trophy. Since then, they released two other singles, BNR and Balloon, and then they wound up announcing that they're album was going to be released on april 30th which is like i said the day i'm recording this i've listened to it twice so far and like not really with my full attention so i don't want to like sit here and like obviously like give like my full thoughts because i don't don't have that yet but i will say that um, I really loved all the singles leading up to this album and my favorite so far, like right now after my first two listens, um, is the title track, I Smelt, which is the last track of the album. And this album is actually very short. It's 10 tracks and it, it comes out under 30 minutes, which is pretty crazy. Um, but it also makes it really consumable, I guess. I'm not sure. Okay. I feel like I say this every episode, but I lose track of what I say here, what I say in my radio show, and like me just spewing bullshit out on a daily basis to the people around me. So I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> La 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 is a band who has very short songs, and I think that it is very consumable in a live setting to have really short songs because you feel like they're playing more, if that makes sense. Like when, you know, they play like, you know, 10 songs in a 20 minute set, you're like, wow, that was like, you know, a lot. Meanwhile, most people would get through like four or five. So I don't know. Like I said, it it definitely makes it more consumable. Like when I got to the end of the album, I was like, wait, that was it. Um, But of course, you know, I'm also greedy and I would have not have minded if it was a fucking, you know, 40, 50 minute album, but that's just me. Anyway. So yes, Crumb album, Ice Melt just came out today highly recommend you go listen to it. Um, they released some merch with it. There was a, there was some vinyl pre-sale. I think there was, I think it was a, I remember there was like a colored vinyl that I pre-ordered of course, and it's supposed, it's supposed to be coming soon. I don't remember the color. I want to say gold, but I could be wrong. It was a, it was a couple weeks ago and I, the amount of vinyls that I pre-order, like just thinking about right now, I have four vinyl pre-orders like pending because I'm fucking crazy, but we're going to get to that. Um, yeah, I'm fucking crazy, but anyway, that's that's sold out, but you can still get you know the other stuff. There's really cool there's, like hoodies and shirts and stuff like that. So yes, crumb. but oh, I should also say like my fucking opinion so far. like I said, obviously, I don't have like real real thoughts or anything like that, but I will say that it is crumb, it is very crumb. It's like their vibe, I feel like their vibe is inescapable. I feel like the type of sound that they produce is very unique to them and it is very apparent on this album but it also i'm also like able to see like the growth in the the song construction and production and stuff like that so it's it's really cool so far like i said i really like it but you know don't have a full opinion yet today we also got the coin rainbow mixtape in its entirety Uh, when when they first released indigo violet last year I, I didn't really know what was happening because, like, I, I really don't follow them super closely. Like, the people I follow on Twitter are, like, huge Coin fans, but, like, I, I didn't realize that it was going to be built up into an album. I don't know if that was, like, if people knew that. Like, I I don't know. But, like I've said before, at least I think I've said before, I don't know. I'm just going to repeat myself. I only started listening to Coin probably, like, I want to say, I guess, last year, maybe the end of 2019, uh, because like I said, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are really, really into them and I heard some of Dreamland, but then like once You Are The Traffic came out, which was the first single on Indigo Violet, I think, I could be wrong, yeah, I was like obsessed, like I think I I probably talked about this before like this song, but like I just found the whole, the whole You Are The Traffic like lyric to be like so fucking good, I don't know why, like I was immediately like, Yes, so when the indigo violet EP came out, I was super into it, and then we got blue green and indigo violet, and that was you know just adding on some more songs, and now we got red orange added to it. Like that's how they branded it, but it's really just the rainbow mixtape and it's all the songs. And I feel like this it's very similar to what Haley Williams did with Petals for Armor, like kind of releasing chunks at a time. And I feel like it's really smart. I think it's very smart. I think it's a very unique way to roll out an album. And I and I and I thought this too when Haley did it. Because I kind of like what I just said about short songs, I feel like it makes it more consumable. And because I don't know, I feel like so many songs now are just like they'll be trending, they'll go viral or whatever. And not a lot of people are like interested in listening to like full albums. People will just like listen to one off songs. Me, personally, I love listening to albums. That's, like, if I like a song, I want to listen to the whole album. But not everyone is like that. So I feel like, like I said, it just makes it easier to to digest when it's, like, small parts. So, yeah, I didn't listen to the full thing of Red Orange yet or the Rainbow mixtape, whatever. But they release How It Feels as a single. And I really, really, really liked it. So I'm very excited to listen to the rest of it. All the other songs I really, really liked on, you know, the other... Parts, um, but Coin announced a tour happening at the end of this year, which is very exciting. They'll be playing at Webster Hall in December, so if that interests you at all, go see them live. I w- I actually watched some of um, a live stream concert they did a few months back, literally the other night, and um, it was really good. They like I like I, I keep saying like, um, the people I know that are like really big fans of them like go to like several shows of their tour like hardcore coin fans and they seem like they're amazing live like i mean they were great on like a live stream but obviously nothing will match like a real real live show but yeah super talented really good songwriting and yeah i don't know just just super just super good music speaking of tours let's just let's just talk about all the tour announcements that have been released okay (laughs) i don't even know where to start okay Julian Baker is going on tour, also this fall. Very exciting. She'll be hitting the Beacon Theater in New York. Of course, I snagged tickets. I am actually kind of excited that it's a seated venue. I know that that makes me sound fucking old. I love like standing room only venues. Like Brooklyn Steel is. A, I'm is, I'm going to get to that in a second. You know, with another, with other tours, um, Brooklyn Steel is uh, whatever. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, Beacon Theater. I'm very excited because it's a seated venue and. You don't have to worry about the lines and the waiting and what, how early should I get there and whatever. Very chill. And the more I listen to Little Oblivions, the more excited I get to see these songs live. And she did a live stream a few weeks ago with Audio Tree and I unfortunately could not watch it because I wasn't home for whatever reason. I'm still fucking bummed about it, and I heard that she was kind of like reimagining her old songs, her, you know, her other songs as well, like in a full band kind of setup. and I'm very excited to see that as well. I mean, even seeing her live, I saw her live in 2018, and, you know, she already, you know, will do different kinds of loops and stuff to kind of, you know, change up the live versions, so I, it's gonna be like that, but 10 times bigger and greater, so I'm very excited for that. Um, some of her shows are with Rap Boys and Lucy Dacus, which we're gonna get to, and stuff like that. Soccer Mommy also announced that she's going on tour this fall, and I was like, I got, I saw the tweet notification, and I was like, and and I knew that I never got refunded for I had tickets to see her last year and obviously got canceled. And I was like, I don't, I didn't get refunded for those. Like, I hope that like they're going to honor the tickets or whatever, but I saw no information at first because I was fucking dumb and wasn't really looking. And then I scrolled and I saw, oh, the next tweet, read this if you have tickets. And it, yeah, they're going to obviously honor all the tickets. It, there were a couple of dates that they either couldn't reschedule or whatever. So those people are being refunded, of course, now, but... Yeah. And it was so nice to be like, oh, this tour is happening and I don't even have to worry about fucking getting tickets for it. So that's very exciting. I, I, me, I'm smiling like such a dork right now. If you're watching, you can see, if you're listening, maybe you could hear me smiling. I feel like you can hear when people smile. Does that make sense? Anyway, um, even talking about soccer mommy just gets me really, really excited because I, her music has literally gotten me through 2020. I, you know, I, I was just listening to her like, literally i'm not exaggerating like every single day like i just like my soccer mommy playlist would just straight through just straight through i would just put her albums on listen to them straight through color theory was one of my top albums of 2020 obviously but i mean i was listening to all of her stuff it was like i was just really 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 digging soccer mommy to see these songs live it gets me so excited i can't wait and that show is at Brooklyn Steel, which is truly one of probably my favorite concert venue. And maybe I'm just like saying that because I've seen the most concerts there and like my favorite concerts there. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just super, super excited. And I, I want to pause for a second and say that I'm totally 100% aware that concerts could be canceled. We don't know how things are going. Like, yes, they feel like they're getting better. People are getting vaccinated, shit like that. But like, we don't really know. You know what I mean? I feel like 2020 has taught us like to not really expect anything, which is a good, a good lesson, I guess. I, if if nothing else, the silver lining, of course, 2020 was fucking terrible, but whatever. Anyway, so I, I just want to say that I'm not fucking delusional and I know that all of these can get canceled again, but I'm just going to manifest that they won't. Anyway, as I mentioned, Julian is doing some shows with Lucy Dacus. Lucy Dacus really fucking delivered over this little sad times hiatus last time we talked she just released thumbs which was everything fans were going crazy for that but she wound up also releasing a song called hot and heavy she announced that her album home video will be coming out soon she released a music video for that song and there's so many different vinyl pressings to go pre-order and merch and all that fun stuff and she announced a tour which is super exciting Some days with Julian Baker, Shamir, and Bachelor Band. Bachelor Band, of course, is Jay Som and Pellhound's new band. But Lucy Dacus will be playing Brooklyn Steel. Just pointing it out that this is not pointed out by me. Everyone was talking about this on Twitter. Um, My mutual Wendy pointed this out first, I think. I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this, but Wendy, shout out to you. If you're listening at all, giving you this credit. Um, She pointed out that Brooklyn Steel is the only date who doesn't have a, conf- like, the, a confirmed uh, special guest or opening act or co-headline or whatever term you want to use. So, and then Lucy said on Instagram Live that, of course, they're a special guest, they just can't announce them yet. People were um, kind of speculating that Julian would come. See, my thing is I like to be what some might say... Delusionally optimistic, and I'm like, well, maybe like they're gonna get Phoebe. Maybe there's gonna be a boy junior union at Brooklyn Steel. Maybe you know what I mean. Like that's just like what I'm manifesting. Um, just because you know, I of course I snag tickets to this tour too. Uh, I I just want to be selfish and say maybe that'll happen for me. But who who the fuck knows? But I mean, regardless, I know that's gonna be an amazing show. These two songs that she released so far off home video. Uh, have been incredible and also very different like sonically so yeah i'm very excited because also like the whole concept of the album is basically like her like kind of going through her childhood and stuff like that and like older stories and there's a song called dbs which is very intriguing to me on the matador website it says this new gift from dacus her third album was built on an interrogation of her coming-of-age years in Richmond, Virginia. Many songs start the way a memoir might. And then it gives um, an example of lyrics. In the summer of 07, I was sure I'd go to heaven, but I was hedging my bets at VBS. And all of them have the compassion, humor, and honesty of the best autobiographical writing. Most importantly and mysteriously, this album displays Dacus' ability to use the personal as portal into the universal i can't have behind generalizations or fiction anymore Deka says though talking about these songs she admits makes her ache home video out june 25th super super excited about that so those are some of the main tours that have been announced recently what else has happened phoebe bridgers was part of paul mccartney's three imagined album which is so fucking nuts Like, every episode is just me sucking Phoebe Bridgers dick the whole time, but, like, it really, like, it really just is so crazy to me, like, the more I think about it, it, it's just, it's so nuts. So, basically, Paul McCartney released an album towards the end of last year, then then he released McCartney 3 Imagined, which is a genius fucking title, by the way. Like, I don't know why, like, to me, like, I thought that was, like, literally, like, he had the mind of a megamind for that, because... I literally just thought it was really, really smart. But there are other artists on this as well, like Beck and St. Vincent. But Phoebe's uh cover is of Seize the Day. And I really, really like it. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't listen to the original. I don't listen to Paul McCartney. I i not even, that, that sounded like I'm being like so pretentious. It's fucking Paul McCartney, like he's a fucking legend. And I'm like, yeah, I don't listen to him. I don't mean it like that. Like I I just don't listen to him. Um but I really like her version. I, I honestly should listen to the original just out of curiosity. But nonetheless, "Seize the Day," Phoebe Bridgers, definitely check it out because it's fucking great. Also, on the topic of Phoebe, on the topic of tours, I'm manifesting that she will be going on tour this fall as well. I feel like it's a matter of time before she announces the tour. Maybe it'll be early next year. Who really knows? But like, it's definitely a matter of time. Like, she's absolutely gonna go on. Gonna be going on tour and announcing it soon. Like, it just has to be. You know, with with the way Punisher fucking took off and, like, brought her to this whole fucking new level, like, she was nominated for Grammys for this fucking album, of course she's gonna take it on the road. She misses tour so much. Whenever that happens, you know that I'll be fucking there. Like, I'm so stressed about it, it's not even announced yet, because I know that, like, it's going to be so hard to get fucking tickets, like I know it. Like I know that I'm going to have be having several people try for me. And I'll be trying myself on like several devices. But I also want to go to more than one date. Even if she has like let's say she has like two New York dates, I'm going to both of those and like I want to go somewhere else, like just for fun. Like why not? You know what I mean? Go to a different state. Because obviously, like I said, this is every episode is just me sucking Phoebe Bridgers dick the whole time. But like she truly is like my favorite artist right now and this album is, like, so important to me, I mean, like, I fucking hope so, I have it fucking tattooed on me, but, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, I would just totally want to go to more than one show, I actually was listening to Punisher for, like, the last two nights driving home from school, like, at night, in the rain, um, and it, it was, it's been a little bit since I, like, really listened to it straight through, and I was just, like, like, she really said all those things, like, you know what I mean, like, she really wrote wrote this album and it's like so fucking crazy to me like two nights ago i kind of listened to like more of the first half and the last night i was like i really i really wanted to get to i know the end so i was kind of skipping a couple and i literally had chills listening to i know the end like it was like i, I was like oh my god like i feel like i'm listening to it for the first time again like just so fucking good so fucking good nothing like driving at night listening to music literally like it's euphoric to me anyways also oh also adrian linker is going on tour and she released some dates, and she's supposed to be releasing more. Of course, she released her Songs and Instrumentals project, you know, towards the end of last year. And she's taken that taken that to a tour, which is very exciting. And, you know, I'm sure Big Thief is cooking. Well, they have to be. But they actually just released a cover recently of the Breeder song, Off You. This was for 4AD's compilation called Bill's and aches, and blues, and I really like it, I'm such a Big Thief stan, I mean, I've, I talk about them all the time, we get it, I don't know, I love Big Thief, um, their music is just, like, it hits, like, a different spot for me, I don't know, I was about to say something really fucking lame, you know what, I'll say it anyway, I should own up to my thoughts, like, all my favorite artists, like, kind of do something different for me, if that makes sense, I guess that's, like, kind of the point of art, Right, whatever. but like, I don't know, they just give me like different energies and different vibes and like taking me to different places. That's literally what they're supposed to do. I'm making it seem like I'm like fucking coming up with this like revolutionary concept of never I'm, I'll leave this in too so you guys know how much of a fucking idiot I am. I could easily cut this out, but I'm just gonna leave it in just so you know how fucking stupid I am and like you're listening to me talk, whatever. Anyway. Big Thief is just a really also another really important band to me and their music is just like huge for me and they're one of, they're one of the last few shows I also went to in 2019 and it was so amazing seeing them live um I think the closest show Adrian has announced right now is in Buffalo so I hope that she announces something closer because I would I would totally totally go because she I would love to hear her her solo just playing guitar and singing, like, I would, that would be fucking heaven to me. I, because her voice is just so soothing to me. Like, I would love for Adrienne Linker to just sing me to sleep one night. Like, I just think her voice is just so beautiful and calming and, ah, love Adrienne Linker. Anyway, another, like, quick thing I want to, um, mention, you know, since, like, the indie gay community is, like, really, like, my, my, my demographic, I guess, and, like, the community, I guess, I mostly associate with, like, on Twitter and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm I'm obligated to mention that Angel Olsen came out as gay, which is incredible. She's an artist that I've been wanting to get more into, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet, but now I'm, like, even more um, inclined to do so because I typically tend to gravitate towards, like, gay queer artists. Um, I don't know. I mean actually, why am I acting like I'm shocked? Of course I'm fucking gay. But, um, after this came out, I mean, a lot of people like kind of, I thought she was, you know what I mean? Auto shuttle is a, is a publication I never heard of before, but there was a tweet. They, they made an article about Angel Olsen coming out and the tweet with the article is shut up and shut up. Kiss me is now a Canon Dyke anthem, which I fucking love. And then I was looking more at Auto Straddle and their bio on Twitter is News Um Entertainment Opinion and Girl on Girl on Girl Culture, the world's most popular independent LGBTQ women's website, which is everything. So now, you know, I'm following them because I love that. She's having an album come out, I'm pretty sure. I remember hearing about people pre-ordering it and there there's a single out and stuff like that. So yeah, go support, you know, a gay woman. Other like small things that have come out, Maggie Rogers released like a live piano version of love you for a long time which is like it was like a song that she released i want to say i think it was the end of 2019 i think it was the end of 2019 maybe whatever she was like playing it on tour and stuff and then she like then she released it um but yeah this cool little piano live version is really sick she's an artist i'm obviously very excited to hear whatever she's gonna put out i remember she like had like an instagram post or something saying like this is like the most free i've ever felt writing or something along those lines which is um, scary because, you know, like uh, like, uh, like, on an emotional level because like God knows what the fuck we're about to get. I was recently re-watching her like video where she shows Pharrell Alaska. For those of you who don't know, she went to NYU and there was like a master class with Pharrell and like everyone was like showing him their, you know, recordings and stuff like that. And she showed him like a version of Alaska and he was just, like, blown away, and I, I just fucking love that video so much. Other, like, you know, short kind of things that happened, Troy Sivan released a song with Regard and Tate McRae, it's called You, and I know technically it's, like, pop and, like, not indie, which is, like, I guess mainly what this podcast is about, but, um, I'm a Troy Sivan fan, so I'm gonna talk about it. I fucking hope it blows up, because it's fucking incredible. It's, like, the beat is amazing as soon as it starts I'm shaking my ass and I can't stop. So I really hope that, like I said, I hope it blows up. I hope it like gets big on TikTok or something. I hope that it's like big in the summer. It can absolutely be like a summertime anthem. So, and you know, Tate McRae is getting some really good, um, you know, attention, radio play and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully between the two of them, they can get this, you know, they can get a fucking hit out of this song because it's worthy hundred percent. Choice Sivan is so fucking talented. I'm such a fan and yeah. Also checked out his uh, his house tour on architectural di- architectural design. Ar- architectural design is a class that was offered in my middle school. Architectural Digest. And um, it's gorgeous. And I just, that, that had nothing to do with anything. I'm just connecting dots in my mind and hoping that you follow me. But yeah, I don't know. That came out recently too. And that's pretty sick if you're interested in looking at his house. I tried to show my sister and she was so uninterested, but I loved it yeah, like I said, love Troye Sivan. I'm sure new music is coming from him too. Maybe we'll get a new album this year. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe we'll get an EP. I don't know. Who knows? But just love Troye Sivan. Wanted to mention that because if you haven't heard it already, definitely check it out. You, by Regard, Troye Savon and Tate McRae. Also, I'm not a Swiftie. I don't identify as a Swiftie. Um, but we got the, we got Fearless, Taylor's version. And me personally, I'm a slut for piano versions of songs. So like, of course we have forever and always piano version, um, like, you know, Taylor's version. And I was super fucking excited about that. So I just wanted to mention that because like I was, I was to prepare for the show. I was going through like my most listened to songs in like the past fucking 30 f- days, because, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I've been listening to since I've lasted an episode and, um, that was on there. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, like I said, I'm. I don't. I'm, and like I don't have nothing against Taylor Swift. I just I'm not a Swiftie because I really just don't know like a lot of her music, like besides like her main songs. So that's that's why I'm I'm saying I'm not a Swiftie. But always support women. Yeah. So just go listen to Taylor's versions. And I'm excited for you know the other Taylor versions of albums to come out. That was not proper grammar, but I'm gonna keep going because um, last kiss is like so fucking good. And I'm very excited to get Taylor's version of that. I went through a phase like. I want to say like two months ago, where I was listening to Last Kiss a lot for like no reason, but anyway, just wanted to quickly mention that. Okay, also speaking, okay, th- once again, I, I'm this has like the the way the things connected in my mind is like I'm expecting like you guys to like see my thought process or like live inside my thought my thought process, which obviously you can't. So let me try to connect the dots for you. I was thinking about Taylor Swift, and I was thinking about Scooter Braun because fuck Scooter Braun, and then that made me think of Demi Lovato's documentary that um came out recently holy shit like I feel like every fucking documentary like you learn more about her and you're just like wow this girl goes through a lot and then the next documentary comes out and you're like oh she goes through even more than I know and then the next documentary comes out and you're like oh shit she went through even more than that like she's just constantly like letting more of herself be revealed which is super admirable but yeah it was so fucking so fucking heavy like oh my god like it's just crazy the amount of shit that she went through if you're interested at all go check out her documentary i think it was four or five parts i think it's four four parts um all, all available on on youtube and it was super interesting and you know once again to highlight the gay uh she said that she's too queer to be married to a man right now which is everything and then when she like bought her house she was saying that like it looked gay and stuff like that love um continuing along the gay fucking train. Um I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, which I think I mentioned on this um show before. And a week ago, well a week ago from when I'm recording this, I should say. We got the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 and Utica Queen, uh was, she was in the top 6. Uh she did a lip sync to Stay Away by Muna, which was really fucking cool. Um and I think that just goes to show like the power that Muna has, um, because, like, you know, it's super important to have that visibility of, um, non-binary people and queer women, you know, in that group, and, I don't know, I just fucking love Muna, and it was just really cool to, to see. I, I, I don't know, I just also loved this season of Drag Race. Um, Candy Mew shouldn't have been in the top two, in my opinion, but, it's, that's not why we're here it should have been it should have been mick and simone but whatever speaking of drag race things trixie mattel released an ep today called full coverage with some covers on it genius name by the way genius fucking album cover um and she even does one with um orval Orville peck they cover jackson but trixie also covers believe by share which is fucking everything might as well quickly mention that because i think trixie's music is actually really good um some of it is like two country for my liking but some of it's like really like fucking good um so yeah just wanted to mention that also really quickly i want to address that 21 pilots has come out with two singles and i didn't really get super into 21 pilots on this podcast before at one point in time like they were my end all be all like i will like like they were just everything to me and, and like I, I definitely don't listen to him like i said as much but like they'll always be like really important to me And that sounds so fucking lame but like it's true like their music was like there for me on, on like very, on like a very important um, and like dark time of my life, I guess you can say, and like really helped me through it. So like I said, it'll always be important to me. Like some of the lyrics that Tyler Joseph has written will always be some of my favorite lyrics of all time. That being said, <laughs> okay, let, let me just like, let me, let's start from the beginning. When I found them in like 20, end of 2013, beginning of 2014, like it was during Vessel and like that album is, incredible and then blurry face came out they fucking blew up and blurry face is a very very good album and i'd be lying if i said i didn't listen to it a bunch when it came out but like compared to vessel, vessel for me is like it's just home i don't know and then trench came out and some of trench is really really good most of trench is really really good there's like maybe a song or two that i don't it's like that i was never really into um their new album scaled and icy is coming out um may 21st and first they release the song shy away and it just was not it for me. I don't know. It just really didn't do it for me. Also, the song that they released last year, Level of Concern, I thought was really, like, I hate, like, being too critical about music because, like, who the fuck am I? But, like, I didn't fucking like it. And I thought that the lyrics were, like, really fucking cheesy. Like, thinking that, like, Tyler Joseph sat down and wrote, Will You Be My Little Quarantine is, like, so fucking cringy to me. Like, when this man has literally written, like, Addict with a Pen and, like, Car Radio and, like, literally some of the most, like, fucking intense songs like ever and he fucking wrote that like i was mad about it (laughs) the music itself was very good the lyrics i fucking hated um it's so fucking mean whatever who cares um he's not gonna fucking listen to this he doesn't give a shit what i think um who does shy away came out same thing i really like the music lyrics kind of weren't it for me um new song came out today once again today i'm filming this or last night i should say it's called choker And I definitely like it more than I liked Shy Away. It's still like not really, I'm still not gravitating towards it as much, but a lot of people were comparing it to like the regional at best stuff, which I get. And I also think that like the rap at the end of the song is very like old Tyler Joseph. I don't know. It definitely was very like nostalgic to hear him rap like that again. I feel like I'm obligated to listen to the album when it comes out just because like I was such a hardcore fan you know, and I'm I'm curious to hear more subject matter that he covers because, you know, at the end of the day, he's married now. He has a kid. Obviously, he's not going to be, you know, writing about the same things that he was writing when he was like, you know, 20 years old. So yeah, I don't know. Very, very intrigued, but like I said, not super, not super sold, I guess I, I, guess I could say. Anyway, I think that kind of wraps up all my catch-up, like, shit to talk about. Yeah, there's been a lot. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing and I'm going to like remember afterwards and be like, you fucking idiot. But whatever. Um, Let's talk about the song of the day. When I was going through my last FM to see, um, you know, what I've been listening to and stuff like that, um, this has been my most played song over like the last, I think it was like 30 days I was looking at. And this is Charlie Hickey with seeing things and this is off his album count the stairs and i it was literally right before i got covid i had like a night where i was just in my bed listening to this on repeat like several times in a row i don't know why just like the lyrics are so fucking good the chorus but i can't tell if you're really here yesterday i said your name three times in the mirror and nothing happened i wish you'd fuck with my head sneak up right behind me scare me to death but nothing happens also the second verse I don't want to take your kindness and weaponize it. I don't want to point it at myself, turn it into something violent. Fuck. Fuck. So that's my song of the day. Just because I've been listening to it so, so fucking much. Um, Here's to consistency. Hopefully this time will be different. Hopefully this time I mean it. You know, as always, stay kind and stay sad.